Hi, this is Joey and welcome to Meditation Space. In this exercise, I'll share how mindfulness can help you become however you want to be, rather than simply reacting to the stresses of work, news and responsibilities. By now, you're probably feeling a little more comfortable with mindfulness practice, and you may also feel the potential of what mindfulness can do for you. For example, what would it be like if you weren't worried about work or your mortgage, or feeling overwhelmed all the time? or feeling tired from all of your chores? What if, instead of feeling overwhelmed, bored or stressed, you were able to step back and say, oh, okay, that's overwhelm, or oh, okay, that's worry, okay, that's just stress, I got this, rather than saying, I am stressed, rather than feeling as though you're in the middle of it all. Instead, just recognizing that okay, that's a thought or that's a feeling, for some of you, that may sound weird or crazy woo-woo, and you may well think, yeah, but you don't know my crazy situation. And you're right, I don't, but remember, it's really important to see that this practice of mindfulness takes time for change to happen, but change does happen. For people who are successful at what they do, it's a habit of a lifetime, or at least a habit of a good few years. We're not just talking about doing better at work or feeling less stressed. This is about living on your own terms. This is about choosing how awake and present you want to be for the life you're living right. Now, this is about enhancing your presence, your wisdom, your compassion, and your effect on the world inside of you and outside of you to the absolute best of your ability. How do you want to be when you're older? Mindful. Every time you realize you're distracted and you're taking the time to acknowledge it, something is changing not only in thoughts and consciousness, but also in the brain itself. If you experience stress, overwhelm or anxiety a lot, then it will be really uncomfortable and you'll probably want to get as far away from it as possible. And that's understandable. But it's also really important to acknowledge that you can't stop anxiety. Everyone's tried it. It doesn't work. What you can do is develop a different type of relationship to it, where you eventually feel at ease with it and potentially can even start to embrace it as a way of further understanding the mind. So as you move through your day to day, remember that idea of being aware, simply being aware, being present for the sensations in your body. Whenever you remember to do this, it's quite an amazing thing because all of a sudden you're actually present. Again, it's as though you cut the negative feedback loop. You step out of the loop of thinking, which fuels the emotions of stress and overwhelm and instead you're actually present with your body and what you're doing. On the one hand, it's a very ordinary feeling, and yet on the other hand, it's an extraordinary feeling because we experience it so rarely, just remembering to be present, simply being aware. Excellent, well done. So, to recap, if you experience stress, overwhelm or anxiety a lot, then it will be really uncomfortable and you'll probably want to get as far away from it as possible. And that's understandable, but it's also really important to acknowledge that you can't stop anxiety. Everyone's tried it. It doesn't work. What you can do is develop a different type of relationship to it, where you eventually feel at ease with it, and potentially can even start to embrace it as a way of further understanding the mind. So as you move through your day to day, remember that idea of being aware, simply being aware being present for the sensations in your body. See if you can begin to trace back all those people 
who are involved in your interest and meditation. Someone might have given you a book, read you a poem, played you a piece of music, told you about their meditation experience, let a sense of them, recollection of them, come into the room with you. Consider including those who have really hurt you, not just those who you find a little bit annoying or irritating, but someone whose actions have really brought you to an edge so that you almost said, I've got to find another way to be happy. I have to look more deeply into life. After all, they're a part of why we're here now as well. Maybe you had a teacher who instilled love of learning and a willingness to be adventurous. Maybe you had a parent who instilled confidence in your ability to try new things or explore new terrain. Maybe you've had a child who's opened you up to a sense of wonder and interest. Just let them be here with you now. What about the clothing that you're wearing? How many forms of life? How many people? How many beings have been involved in a growing of that fiber? Creation of cloth, transporting it, selling it, the creation of the building in which you're sitting, or the stewards of the plots of land. If you're outside, all the forms of life involved in the food that you've eaten today, creature in the earth who planted that seed and nurtured the crop, who did the harvest, transported the food, sold the food, prepared the food, you can see that none of us is actually independent, alone, or cut off, however alone we might sometimes feel. They're all a part of the greater fabric of life. This immense web of relationships and connections and influences, this immense web of interdependence, we arrive at this moment in time borne by a sea, an ocean of conditions. If we look at a tree, we can see it as just a tree, or we can look at a tree and sense the soil and everything that affects the quality of that soil, which is nourishing the tree, the rainfall, everything affecting the quality of that rainfall, the sunlight and the moonlight, the quality of the air. Is the tree just a tree or the confluence of all? these conditions coming together, moving, changing. And so too we can see ourselves. Meditation on seeing the good, even though our more habituated tendency might be to remember the things we've done wrong and the mistakes we've made, the things we regret. We can consciously shift our attention to include the good within ourselves. And so too when we look at others, this is not an exercise meant to deny that anything is wrong or regrettable. But if we look at somebody and we only think about the mistakes they've made, then a tremendous sense of self and other in us in them can be reinforced. Whereas if we include even one good thing if we can think of it, then a bridge is built so that when we honestly and directly look at what's difficult, it's more from a stance of being side by side rather than across this huge gulf of seeming separation, beginning with oneself just in a relaxed, easy posture, however you feel comfortable. See if you can think of one good thing you did yesterday. It may not have been very big or grandiose. Maybe you smiled at somebody. Maybe you listened to them. Maybe you let go of some annoyance at a slow clerk at a store. Maybe you forgave yourself for not saying something totally correctly. Maybe you were generous. Maybe you sat down to meditate. Maybe you thanked a bus driver. It's not conceit or arrogance to consider these things. It's quite nourishing, replenishing to take joy, to take delight in the good that lives through us, that we can manifest. 
if at any time, whether with ourselves or somebody else, we cannot think of something good, then there's another reflection that we do, which is simply to recall that all beings want to be happy. Everybody wants to be happy. This urge towards happiness is nothing to be squeamish about or feel funny about. The problem is not the urge. The problem is ignorance, not really sensing where genuine happiness might be found and so making the mistakes that might cause so much suffering for ourselves or for somebody else. That urge toward happiness itself is rightful. It's appropriate. When we can combine it with wisdom instead of with ignorance, it becomes like a homing instinct for freedom and can help us cut through many obstacles. We start with ourselves and then with others, looking for the good. If it's just not going to happen that way, we switch to this other reflection recalling that all beings want to be happy. Think of a benefactor, someone who's helped you. Here their good qualities might come in a rush. You can appreciate that about them. Those aspects, those efforts, those acts of kindness. Think of a good friend. Appreciate the good within them. Think of someone you know who's having a difficult time right now. They're ill or hurting. Think of the good within them, the times they've reached out to help others their own sources of strength. You can see that this person is not just the problem, but something bigger. Think of someone you have a little bit of difficulty with, a conflict, unease. See if you can find some good reflected in things they've done, choices they've made. If not, you can switch to that other reflection, remembering that they too, just like each one of us, wants to be happy. They want to be happy. Everybody wants the same sense of belonging feeling at home in this body, this mind, this life. Ignorance is a very strong force. I will close with a few moments of the reflection that all beings want to be happy. May they be happy. You can silently repeat that over and over again. You can close the session with a few moments of reflection that all beings want to be happy. May they be happy. You can silently repeat those phrases again and again. All beings want to be happy. May they be happy. This is a reflection that can be done in any posture, as open or closed. Just be relaxed. Call to mind a difficult emotion you felt recently. Anger, greed, jealousy, fear. Notice how you feel about that emotion. Are you ashamed of it? Do you dislike yourself for it? Do you feel you should have been able to prevent it from arising? Do you consider yourself in some way bad or wrong for this feeling? See what happens if you translate that sense of bad, wrong, defective, terrible to painful, to recognize that this state of anger, fear, or jealousy is a painful state. It's a state of suffering. See what happens to your relationship, to that feeling as you make this translation. Take that emotion, see what it feels like in your body, the anger, the fear, the jealousy, now held with some kindness, some compassion. Observe the various sensations. Maybe it's tightening in your chest, constriction. Notice the nature of the compassion, which was holding it, surrounding it. The pain is there and the compassion is there. Notice the effect if that sense of bad and wrong and terrible comes back. Now imagine someone you know, filled with that same emotion, jealousy, anger, fear, greed. Notice what happens as you describe to yourself those states of emotion as bad, wrong, terrible, horrible. What happens as you respond to them, the states of pain or suffering? 
you can reflect on the fact that we can't seem to control the arising of these feelings. We didn't invite them. We didn't wish for them. As conditions come together, they arise and we see our own greed, jealousy, hatred, and so on. We don't need to be overcome by them, defined by them, fall into them, act from them. We're actually not able to prevent them from arising. This is just in the nature of things, for ourselves and for others. We can't commit ourselves to trying to see them very quickly, to recognize their painful nature, to have compassion for ourselves, and to let go. We can't commit ourselves to remembering that when someone else is acting badly, the state that is likely motivating them of greed or hatred or fear is a painful state, and we can have compassion for them, even as we may take strong action to try to change the situation, protect ourselves, or take care of someone else. Our motive in doing so need not be a sense of disgust or aversion, but can be that recognition of the pain they too are in, bring up a joyous feeling, perhaps a memory, a plan, an encounter, and feel the emotion within that sense of delight, gratitude, wonder, whatever it might be. See where you feel it in your body. What does it feel like? How is it changing? Can you experience it fully in the present moment without leaning forward into the future? I've got to get some more. I can't let it go away. If you see those kinds of reactions in your mind, settle back, come back into your body, feel the different sensations being born of that emotion in this moment, bring up a difficult emotion. Let's say it's anger in the same way, feel it in your body, the circumstances, the provocation, the plans for revenge don't really matter. In this meditation, we're focused on the feeling itself. So apart from the story, what does the anger feel like in your body? Or does it feel like it's a mood? It's not just one thing. It may be moments of sadness, moments of fear, moments of frustration, moments of helplessness. Just watch them arise and pass away to make up this emotion we call anger. Notice that neither the joyful state or the angry state is permanent, fixed, unchanging. You may find your attention going back into some story. First I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that. If you can recognize that, just let go of it. Come back to your direct experience in the moment. What am I feeling right now? And what does it feel like? What's happening? What's its nature? And even after you've finished a formal session of meditation, see if you can bring some of this skill into your encounters throughout the day. What am I feeling right now? What does it feel like? What's its nature? Letting go of thought. In this meditation, you can sit comfortably or lie down. Close your eyes, or if you're keeping them open, just find a spot in front of you to rest your gaze, let it go, and center your attention on the feeling of the in and out breath at the nostrils, at the chest, or at the abdomen, just the normal natural breath. And as you feel the sensations of the breath, you can make a very quiet mental notation of breath, breath, with the in breath, with the out breath. And then when a thought arises that's strong enough to take your attention away from the breath, simply note it is not breath, it's not the breath, and you can recognize it in just that way. It doesn't matter if it's the most beautiful thought in the world or the most terrible thought in the world, the one you would never disclose to anybody else. It's simply not the breath. You don't have to judge yourself. You don't have to get lost in the thought or elaborate it. You recognize it's not the breath. 
very gently let go and bring your attention back to the feeling of the breath. It's breath and not breath. Some of your thoughts may be tender, caring. Some may be very cruel, hurtful. They're not the breath. See them, recognize them, let them go. Bring your attention back to the feeling of the breath. The thoughts are like clouds moving through the sky. Some are very light and fluffy looking, very inviting. Some are quite ominous and threatening, but they're not the breath. Just let them go. Our habitual tendency is to grab onto a thought, build an entire world around it, or push it away, struggle against it. Here we stay even, balanced, calm. We simply recognize it's not the breath. Very gently let it go. Bring your attention back, one breath at a time. And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes and relax. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go out and do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. This is a quote from Howard Thurman. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go out and do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Let the words in this quote sit with you for a moment. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go out and do it. Because of what the world needs is people who have come alive. Becoming aware of any feelings, sensations, thoughts or images that might come. And what do you notice? What makes you come alive? What can you do with that? Asking yourself. What makes me come alive? What can I do with that? What are the times when you feel most vivid, energized, engaged? What patterns emerge when you look at the times or circumstances that your unique gifts shine through? What are those patterns? Our passionate responses to life are like a string of shining lights guiding us home to ourselves, into deeper meaning. These lights are the talents, perspectives, and gifts that long to be expressed through us for the world. So now is the time to ask yourself, what makes me come alive and what can I do with that? We're often guided to try to find our bliss and to follow that, but following this directive can be like chasing sunshine. We can often better know what is meant for us or what makes us really come alive when we notice the circumstances that light us up from the inside and make us shine. So what is the pattern of these circumstances that really light us up from the inside that make us shine. Remembering that the world doesn't need us to do specific thing. The world needs people who come alive. Here is a poem. The river is famous to the fish. The loud voice is famous to silence which knew it would inherit the earth before anybody said so. The cat sleeping on the fence is famous to the birds. Watching him from the birdhouse, the tear is famous briefly to the cheek. The idea you carry close to your bosom is famous to your bosom. The boot is famous to the earth more, famous than the dress shoe which is famous only to fours. The bent photograph is famous to the one who carries it and not at all famous to the one who is pictured. I want to be famous to shuffling men who smile while crossing streets, sticky children in grocery lines, famous as the one who smiled back. I want to be famous in the way a pulley is famous or a buttonhole not because it did anything spectacular but because it never forgot what it could do. So what can you do? Can you remember what you can do? What makes you come alive? Remembering not to ask what the world needs but to ask what makes you come alive. Two, remember that. To go out and to do that because of what the world needs is you to come alive. Till next time.